0: It may be time for a new story in Tuscaloosa, a Christian story. Locked On Bama,
1: your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, I want to dedicate this first segment to Christian Story because I've already done the thumbnail for it. I've already written up most everything about this podcast, what this podcast is going to be about, because in an unlikely turn of events, I was prepared today. But we just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter, Jalen Hurts. Is going to be the highest-paid NFL player in history, and I'm going in the second segment. I'm going to let you go off on a rant on it. I just want to say, clap, 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 from our friend and your friend and my friend and everybody's mm-hmm. friend, Jalen Hurts. So we'll talk about that in a second. But we we'll start with Christian Story, um, who could be the story, literally and figuratively, of this spring. At least one of the stories, maybe not the story, but. Look, I keep getting questions on some of these other shows I go on about Christian Story, and, and people are just like, when is this? When's the light going to come on? You know, I don't think the light's ever been off for Christian Story. I don't think this is one of those cases where th- this uber-talented kid just wasn't playing hard enough or whatever, and, and the quote-unquote the light wasn't on. I think the light's always been on for him, but he did start out at Lynette High School in, in a 1A program, so he had a lot of catching up to do in that sense. And let's face it, he's he's been in a defensive backfield that's been pretty talented. But it looks like to me he's beginning to make a move. And all the various reports I've seen and heard from scrimmage this past Saturday, a lot of names come up. Justice Haynes' names comes up. Uh, of course, the quarterback battle comes up. Kobe Prentice comes up. But Christian Story is also another name that comes up a lot. And I – for one, and super happy to hear about it.
1: Yeah, he's a good player. I think people always need to remember that uh, getting in the starting lineup at Alabama is a difficult thing to do. Uh, I mean, for instance, uh, last year at safety, both starters were seniors. Both starters were multi-year starters. Both starters' next game will be playing in the national football battle as a projected second- or third-round pick. DeMarco Hellum's more likely a day three pick, but if anything, through the draft evaluation process, he's moved up uh, and and now is somewhere around the fifth round, if not earlier. So, uh, you know, you're not going to beat out those guys. Oh, yeah, the third safety, he played nickel corner quite a bit, and uh, he might be a first round pick. So it's hard to get on the field at all. Just because you're not on the field doesn't mean you're not a good player. And, uh, and and now, I mean, this is the way it is at Alabama, right? Now, Christian Story well positioned to maybe get in the lineup. And here comes Caleb Downs, you know, the next first round freak type, you know, player that we've seen so often in the Saban era. So it doesn't mean Story's not a good player. Uh, from what I hear, Story is a consistent playmaker at practice, consistent playmaker. Uh, he just hasn't as ready as a couple of other guys. Uh, but, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player. If he doesn't beat out Caleb Downs this year, that still doesn't mean he's not a good player. But uh, I think as of right now, uh, there's a good chance. I think Christian Story will play with the first team uh, in Alabama's dime package. Uh, I think that's highly realistic. And there's still going to be some shuffling, you know, uh, You know, but right now, Caleb Downs, Malachi Moore, at safety. Uh, Earl Little's playing quite a bit at star. Is that going to stick? If that doesn't stick, then Malachi to star. That opens up another safety spot for Christian. So a lot is still up in the air. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where Christian plays this Saturday, uh, whether it's on the first defense, which is the Crimson team, or the uh, second defense, which is the white team. I'll say this, though. If he's on that second team, Uh, You can go ahead and mark him down to make some standout plays uh, for Saturday. You can just mark that down right now. You'll see Christian Story make a play or two on Saturday, even if he's on that white team.
0: I'm just – again, I I, I want this guy to be good so badly. I I have an affinity for kids that I get to call in state championship games or that I get to see a little more often than others, and he's one of them. I've talked about in this podcast a lot. I've gotten to see him up close and personal – uh, just a super kid, a former Gatorade player of the year in Alabama. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, if if we can ever get him in a position where he is a very big-time contributor, and then we put him in front of a microphone to be an ambassador for the University of Alabama, Christian Story is going to be one of y'all's favorites. So, again, m- maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. Um, I've even called this thumbnail on this podcast story time because I'm just such a big fan of his So, But let's see what happens. You brought up Malachi Moore. This is another guy that I really like. You know, when you think about Malachi Moore, at least for me, I think about two plays, but they both came from his freshman year. The first one being, I think, a fumble return for a touchdown against Tennessee in Knoxville. And then he also had an interception on a tip ball against Georgia when they were making a drive against Alabama and Tuscaloosa uh, in 2020. And But since then, it's been sort of – where in the world is Malachi Moore, right? I mean, I'm not trying to dog him at all. I'm just saying he hadn't been making the plays. Now, he hadn't been on the field as much because he probably hadn't been making the plays in practice either. But um, I saw that he is – a lot of folks have the the same opinion or a much worse opinion uh, than I do of Malachi uh, in some of the message boards. And I, I'm hoping for a bounce-back year for him too.
1: Yeah, he sort of
0: needs, I, I guess, a bounce back year might be the best way
1: to put it, uh, because I think he is one of the unique or rare players who seem to be better at a sophomore and junior. But one thing to keep in mind, though, I mean, when he was a freshman, he was a full-time starter. He lost the job to Brian Branch. Again, what were we were just talking about in the, uh, earlier in the Christian Story stuff is, is Alabama's full of good players, and... Is it shameful to lose your job to a guy who's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft? So Malachi sort of lost his star position, and then he, he he sort of this past year only played in dime, which is significant, but Alabama's in dime just about 15 to 20% of all snaps or less. So, you know, that's one out of five snaps on defense. You know, you play about 60. 65 plays, so what's that? One out of five is um, terrible at math. So he's playing 15, you know, about 15, 18, you know, snaps a game. So you're not going to see a ton of him. Uh, he also plays on some special teams. But the thing is, though, when you add it all up and Alabama's lost all these DBs, and, and DB is a position I really focus on, on BAM insider. Uh, you know, Malachi is the most experienced guy back there, you know, in, in the sense that this will be his fourth year, as a significant player, whereas Kool-Aid's entering his third year as a significant player. But uh, Malachi is the experienced veteran leader. I think he's going to start at either safety or star, and he will just be the leader in the traffic cop. And um, a guy the younger guys really lean on, uh, he's added some weight, uh, which I think is interesting. Uh, I think he's always been a pretty good tackler. Uh, He's very instinctive probably not the fastest guy in the world i think he might lack a little burst compared to you know elite you know nfl ready defensive backs so i think malachi's a real interesting player this year i like the experience i like the fact he's proven i like the fact he's good but uh but but he needs to be better than what we've seen out of him and uh there's every reason to believe he'll be one year better
0: you may need to tell everybody about FanDuel. Grand slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back, baby. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your bet, and get in up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. What are you going to bet on? You're going to bet on uh, you know, one of the Braves hitting a home run? You can do that. You're going to bet on – uh, one of the Detroit Tigers to go over under on strikeouts, you can do that. You can do all these different things at Fanduel.com slash locked on. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to Fanduel today. Just go to Fanduel.com slash on to sign up. Fanduel is an official partner of Major League Baseball, and the NBA, by the way. I should throw that out there. Um, also want to tell you tomorrow we're going to keep talking about these scrimmages, That's or this scrimmage uh, more specifically. Uh, we may have to talk about some other basketball stuff. Hopefully we'll have some basketball news tomorrow eventually. I mean, there's going to be some of these – We hear some things. We hear some things. Some, we hear some
1: things. I think there will be basketball portal news today. I think there will be.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to – I was going to throw in some basketball towards the end of this, so we might do that. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball, only because Adam Shafter tweeted this out. Um, and, and you mentioned you want to go on a rant about Jalen Hurts uh, vis-a-vis Jalen Milrow. A yeah. lot um, of Jalen's coming through Alabama recently. I
1: mean, yeah.
0: Quarterback,
1: quarterback from Houston.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, J- uh Jalen Hurts, um, just you talk about ambassadors for Alabama. I mentioned that term earlier. It, it may never be a better ambassador for sports. Look, Jalen Hurts transcends sports to me. He is just what we all want our sons to be like. To me, I mean, look, he he's patient, but he's competitive. He's aggressive, yet he seems also in tune with – the needs of others. He, he's giving, um, he's team first, yet he's also personally driven. There, there's so many positives about Jalen Hurts. And I, for one, am thankful that he came to the University of Alabama and we had him for as long as we had him. I know um, I consider him a Bama boy and always will. And um, I hope everybody else feels that way too. But Jalen Hurts just got paid like a ridiculous amount of money. What did I say? 179 million guaranteed?
1: He's the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Pretty good. Uh in terms of annual value. Five years 255 million million, you know, 51 that uh just you know in terms of average annual value, that's above Mahomes. Uh now on, only 179 is guaranteed again an NFL record. Uh yeah, Jalen Hurts, the the guy that uh Was, you know, a lot of people, you know, I I don't think historical revisionism is the right term, but Jalen Hurts was ripped on Alabama message boards, ripped 2016, 2017, especially. Uh, And even in the lead up to the 2018 season, uh, I remember, I remember specifically, even remember a couple names, actually, but I remember specifically, uh, if Hurts is our starter, I'm not watching Alabama games this fall. Uh, I remember that being a, a big discussion on, on a couple of uh, message boards from Alabama fans. And a lot of, you know, when he left, uh, you know, only Air Force and Navy are going to be interested. And, and, and I remember that, that post specifically. Now, I wish I'd saved a lot of them because you could, you, could, you could tilt the machine at old takes expose on what Alabama fans said about Jalen Hurts as he was developing into the quarterback he eventually became. But my point about it isn't to chastise those, those folks, it's that I don't get a lot of those exact same fans. The exact same fans are the Jalen Milrow will never be good. Will never be good. Uh, You know, and they've seen him one time in one game, really, or one start, uh, as opposed to Hertz, who they saw, you know, over the course of a season or two. And it's, it's it, he'll never be good. I, I, I should correct what I did during the Hertz era and go back and create a you know, a document to save all these posts, and I'm not saying to prove them wrong. I don't know how Jalen Melrose's career is going to unfold. I don't know. Uh, he may be great. He may never start again at Alabama or anywhere else. I don't know. What I do know is he. What I do know is that kids get better. What I do know is that the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores. Uh, what I do know is that. Uh, this kid has got excellent coaching from, from first Bill O'Brien and now Tommy Reese. And I don't understand, Luke, the same people who use the term never on Hurts and now look at him, the highest paid player, the highest paid quarterback in the history of NFL football and make him the highest paid player in the history of football. The same people that said never about him have already said never about Milrow. And it's just absurd. Don't y'all watch sports? Kids get better, not just quarterbacks. And uh, you know, from from a lot of uh takes we heard now we'll all see Milro this Saturday at a day. We'll all see that and we'll and we'll probably see, I'm guessing, we'll probably see a better player than what we saw last fall. Will he be Hurts, the 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 hundred and seventy nine million dollar man? Of course not. Of course he won't be. Will he even be as good as Jalen Hurts was in his senior year at Oklahoma? Of course he won't be. But will he be better than he was last year? There's a real good bet he will be, probably. And it's about development. It's about working hard. It's about improving. The same thing Hurts did. There is a blueprint here. And they are similar players uh, at the same stage. Similar. Not exact, not carbon copies, but similar. As a matter of fact, I would tell you, that I think Milrose's arm is stronger, which is saying a lot, because Hertz has a real hose. Milrose's arm at the same age is stronger, and he's even faster than Hertz with his feet. You know, I think Jalen ran something in the four sixes. Isn't that right? At the combines, when, you know, when he was working out. Milrow's going to run a four four. He's, he's, he's Anthony Richardson. You know, so a rant is really about the never people, the, the, the people that said never about Hertz. You were crazy wrong. Yet those same people are doubling down on Milro. And I, I just think we all just need to be patient with and realize that the sport that we all love is a developmental sport and allow kids to get better. I saw Peyton Manning play as a freshman at Tennessee. You know what? I didn't think watching Peyton Manning as a freshman at Tennessee, I would one day say, that might be the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. So – Let's just allow all of the freshmen a chance to develop in the sport and not label them as the never guy.
0: And before we get killed in the comments, let's also say this. You and I both have continued to predict Ty Simpson will be the ultimate yeah. starter for Alabama this year. Sure. That is nothing against Jalen Mill. We love Jalen Milrow, and if he's the guy, we will cheer for Jalen Milrow. There's no doubt about it. We That's have still my to- position. Still, my yep.
1: prediction is that Ty will be Alabama's starting quarterback at some point this fall. Uh, that's my prediction. But I've also adamantly said if it's Milro, I'm not going to be surprised.
0: I mean, right. I, I, I think but, it's going to be Ty.
1: If it's Milro, will I be surprised? No.
0: I continue to see in uh, some responses, folks going, y'all are, are going to be eating your words when you're doubting Milrow. It's not doubting Milrow necessarily. Never. It is you have to predict one of them will be the starter. And now, frankly, I'll also say this, again, in full disclosure, after what I heard after this last scrimmage, I'm more 50-50 than I was before. I kept thinking, speaking of light coming on, I kept thinking that the light would come on more Ty Simpson and, and the more I hear, the more I feel like Jalen's improved more than I thought he would. And Ty hasn't progressed as much as I thought he would. So I'm feeling it's more of a tighter right. race that, than than I believed it would be. So, Jimmy, let's go ahead. I could have a different opinion next week.
1: After a day, I oh, mean, true. my has been Ty since, since the season ended. Less. It's starting Kansas State, day after Kansas State, I'm like, I think Ty's going to be the quarterback next season. Uh I'm still sticking with that right now, and uh, we'll see what my opinion
0: is on Monday. Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get your opinion on how the line of scrimmage fared this past weekend. And we're back. So, line of scrimmage, uh, offensive, defensive line, just give us your evaluation of what you've heard, uh, what you've read about in terms of how the offensive, defensive line did. Also, before you get into that, I want to throw one more thing out there. Ever since one person brought this up like four or five podcasts ago, I've seen more and more comments about my facial expressions during this podcast. And y'all have made me as self-conscious as I've ever been. Cause I'm like, this is just my face. I don't, I didn't know I did all this and I've been watching some of these and I'm going, Oh my God, I I make a lot of facial expressions. I don't even know it. And I, Yes, you just don't get to see your own face very often. So I've never thought about it. But uh, kudos to y'all for making me go to more therapy. So, Jimmy, yeah, tell us about offensive teams. Their work is done here. This is what – listen, if if YouTube can't make you get a therapist, what's it there for? So, yeah. all right, go ahead. Tell us about the lines. You
1: know, about the offensive line and where, where I sit with that right now is, you know, two years ago was really pretty bad. It was the weakest unit on the team. I think it was a big part of why – The 2021 team didn't win the national championship or at least a part of it. Uh, It was the most underperforming unit on the team in 2021. Uh, Last year was improved. We went from somewhere around 42 sacks to like 13. I mean, it it was tremendously improved in terms of pass protection. Uh, And that's great. Uh, I thought improved over 2021. So, Here's the thing, though. Was it good enough? No, no, it wasn't good enough, particularly in the run blocking. There was a lot to be desired there. Uh, it wasn't perfect in pass protection. Uh, it wasn't anywhere near a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, but it was better. Uh, I think with what we're putting on the field right now, it's one year better. What do we talk about developmentally with Milrow? Every position's the same quarterback. It's not the one that improves. Players improve. Units can improve as the players within it improve. Uh, I think it's one year better. Uh, and the addition in terms of new guys to the lineup, there's really only one, but that new guy appears to be Elijah Pritchett, and his upside, you know, his upside is first-round pick. I mean, that's what his upside is. Now, is he going to play like that as a redshirt freshman? Probably not. I think he's going to look like a really talented freshman, meaning that uh, at, at times he's going to look like a future superstar, and at times he's going to look like a freshman. That's how, how that works. So it won't be perfect, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, If he's the weak link on this offensive line, you can bet it's going to be a a pretty good group. Uh, So I I think the offensive line is improving. It still won't be where we would love it to be. And where we would love it to be is 2020. We'd love it to be 2012. In my opinion, those are the two best offensive lines of the Saban era. Uh, We need to get back to that. Wouldn't that be great? I don't think we're there. But I think last year we took a step in that direction. This year we take one more step in that direction. I don't think the offensive line is going to be a liability. I think it's going to be an asset to the team. I think it will be good. I think it will be one of the better offensive lines in the SEC. Probably not the best. You know, Georgia's recruited well, developed well. They have kind of an assembly line thing going over there right now. I mean, that, that's going to be a really good group. LSU, with Will Campbell, who's a, a future first-round pick at left tackle. Uh, you know they're they're due they're but uh, I like where Alabama is there. defensive line, similarly in terms of the scrimmage here, Jamil Burroughs had a really nice game, uh, which is good to hear he, he's a breakout candidate. What I like is Alabama's got several good defensive linemen like a Bogby, like Tim Smith, like Jamil Burrows, like Damon Payne. These are all guys we'll see and all of them are also candidates to be a breakout guy, a guy that we knew was good that might break out and be great. Uh, there's a number of those guys, and you're just hoping it happens for one or two of them. Uh, another guy whose stock is is, uh, is on the upswing is Monkel Goodwine. Uh, and I think we knew when we signed him that that he had a chance to be good, and apparently his development is coming along. And I think we'll see quite a bit of number 95 uh, this weekend against uh, against Alabama on, on A-Day. So a lot of defensive linemen to watch. Here's uh, one more interesting thing. I want to kind of preview A-Day all week, uh, one one thing to to look forward. Team in the second team defensive line, there's not a big difference between two of them. So watch for the fact that the Crimson defensive line, which is the second team, they will be uh, playmakers uh, against uh, the number two offensive line. When the number two offensive line is out there, you're talking about a couple of true freshmen. I like the number two defensive line to sort of win a lot of battles this weekend, a great, Once again, it's the theme of the show. That second team offensive line, Luke, is probably gonna feature Proctor and Formby at the tackles. These guys are doing great. They're gonna be really good players. But this Saturday, they got to block Jamil Burrows. They got to block Monkel Goodwin. They got to block guys that have been playing college football in games for a couple years, and they're gonna get beat up on Saturday. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be great players. As a matter of fact, what I hear, they're doing really well, and they're going to hold their own better than some would think. But I like the matchup of proven college juniors versus true freshman early entry guys. So watch that for this Saturday.
0: Um, Jimmy, we will talk more about this, assuming there will be some news. But first of all, congratulations, Tide Baseball team, for taking two out of three against Auburn Look. Frankly, they stunk it up Friday. They they tried to make a valiant comeback late Friday night, but they stunk it up. And then they get wins in a row. That was nice. Look, it, it was um, it wasn't the the great uh, a power matchup. It wasn't the Dodgers versus the Yankees. But Alabama did win two or three, and it's the first series win of the year in in conference. So kudos to them for that. Um, the SEC softball uh, Alabama sweeps Mississippi State. Mississippi State probably the worst in the league. So that needed to do that and they did kudos to them then basketball wise uh had some transfers in house uh estrada was here things look are looking up for him bj mack was here things are looking up for him too it appears so could see some news on, on those fronts sooner rather than later
1: yeah i think we could hear something on basketball portal uh today as we record this which is monday or tuesday um for a little more, you know, it's not imperative. We don't want we'll to play a game next month, but but it would be nice to have a, a, a better idea of uh, who's going to be on the roster. These deadlines for our guys to come out of the draft, Quinterly, Sears, Betty Ako, uh, the, the deadline for that is way down the road, something like May 30th or something, May 15th, somewhere in there. So um, we won't have certainty uh in regard to the lineup for a while, but uh so it'll be nice if Alabama's – able to add a couple of high-profile uh, names, and BJ Mack and Estrada, who's from Hofstra, uh, they're wanted by lots of uh, lots of big programs. They, they would be good gets.
0: That's going to do it for today. Appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, please subscribe. And until tomorrow, roll tight, everybody.
1: Roll tight.